Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God and allow it to challenge the way we think. That's right. The Word of God ought to challenge the way we think and challenge maybe some assumptions we have about life and about the stages of life, even about where we're living right now or what we're anticipating in our future. And indeed, that's what Paul is doing right now, because Paul, as we're in the book of Philippians, Paul was looking forward to potentially the end of his life. He was in prison. He was in Rome. He was on trial. He would be on trial. And he knew there was the possibility that if things didn't go well at his trial, he could be executed. That could be the end of his life. And so he's, he, we're in chapter one of Philippians, and let's pick it up there in verse, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 20 says this. He says, my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness, Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Paul wanted to make sure that he would finish his life well right down to his very final breath. Martyrdom, and there's the potential of martyrdom, is very easy to, I, I would think, I don't know, it would be very easy upon the threat of death or torture or suffering for you or your family members to deny Christ. And he knew that would be a shameful thing. And he was praying and hoping that in his life, he would never, ever do anything that would bring shame to Christ because that would be shameful to him. And so he was confident of that, and that was his hope and prayer and his expectation. And he wanted, shall we say, to finish well. He wanted to die well. We talked about this yesterday. You know, for Christians, actually entering, actually dying is a glorious thing because we go to heaven. We have eternal life. But it's the process of dying that can be difficult, and especially if you're suffering for your faith and and uh, could be martyr like he was. But even if that's not the case, we all will die, and we all want to die well. We all want to die in a way that is that that brings honor to our Lord Jesus Christ and reflects our commitment and love for him and our confidence that even through our pain and suffering and persevering through that, that we have confidence in that gift of eternal life and that we're going home. So Paul was saying whether he lived or died, he wanted to bring glory to God. And how did he say that if he lived, or if that were the case, here's what the, how he do that. For me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Now, this is a really popular verse. I hear a lot of people uh, quote this. There's music to this. To live is Christ, to die is gain. And it's important you get that word gain accurately. Because I remember years ago when at the University of Maryland, they wrote a story, a kind of a, um, an unveiling, an uh, investigative story about me. And it was a big full page, the back page of the newspaper. And they said in there that they sang right from the scripture, for me to live as Christ, to die as vain, V-A-I-N. No, he, that reporter got it wrong, along with a lot of other things in that story. No, to die is gain. It's not vain to die. It's gain to die. For me to live is Christ. And so how do we do that? Practically speaking, how do I turn that from something theoretical into something real, particularly that first part? 
when I die and gain, that's up to God. God will take me to heaven through faith in Jesus Christ. But right now, for me to live as Christ, how do I do that? Is there, are there some practical handles on this? And with Paul, he said this, verse 22, but if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which to choose. Interesting. To live on in the flesh, to live is Christ, and then he says right away to live on it for Christ would mean fruitful labor. Now, I'd like to bring up something that is, I think, in our culture needs to be challenged. And that is those of us who maybe we're not dying, but we're still living, and we reach our senior years. In America, that's thought of anywhere at 65 and later, and now I guess it's up to 66, 67 or later. What do you do there? Should I retire? Should I continue working? And should I? Is now life just about enjoying the fruit of my labor? Is now life just about relaxing? And... I, I've always thought, and I appreciated a book by, um, I forget his first name, Matt, Matters, well, I forget his name, who wrote a book, and he said, life is about a lot more than arriving safely at death. That's a pretty heavy statement. Life is about a lot more than simply arriving safely at death. It's really easy in our work life to uh, work hard, be successful. Our work involves much of our hours during the day. I mean, at eight, nine hours a day, but probably most of us, we don't leave our work at work. We bring it home with us. We think about it. It can be quite uh, the focus of our life for many, many years. And then when, when we no longer work, either because we've retired, we choose to retire, they want to retire us because they don't think we can do the job anymore, or we just can't do the job. We're getting older mentally or physically, we're not, we, we don't have what we used to have, to think of ourselves as simply, what I do now, I take it easy till I arrive safely at death. I don't think that was Paul's attitude, and I don't think that should be our attitude, but rather he said it would mean fruitful labor, fruitful labor. Now, what's that look like? In our day and age, it it might not mean I continue working for a paycheck. It might not mean I continue going, showing up at work every day. But I want to encourage you that if you are in this stage of life, or you're anticipating this stage in life, or looking forward to this stage in life, that you continue to think, what could fruitful labor look like? Because for me to live as Christ, and maybe to the, that has a living for Christ, you want to put some uh, teeth to that, means fruitful labor. Fruitful labor. It doesn't just mean that now's my time to coast and hope that I arrive safely and comfortably and securely someday dying without, you know, having to use up all the money I've saved up or, or whatever. In other words, folks, your life still has meaning. Your life has significance. Your life never was supposed to only be about your work. Your life was supposed to be about living for Christ. Now, work was a part of that, of course. But when work is taken out of your life, if that's all you were living for, then how it, it's like, now, okay, now I just relax. Now I'm just comfortable. Now I just uh, enjoy being comfortable. Is that really what life should be about? 
I want to challenge you, fruitful labor. Now, what does that mean? We're all called to this. We're all called to this. And so I want to ask, how should I live during my senior years? And interestingly, as I was typing up that slide right there, I had a typo, and I had to go back and correct it. By accident, I typed in, how should I love during my senior years? And as I saw that typo, I said, wait a minute, maybe that wasn't such a typo after all. Maybe that's what God is saying to us. During my senior years, I still want to love others. That's what life is about. Love, life is not about, I love others, and I love God, and I love people, and then I get to retire, and now it's all about, I just get to love myself. No, how should I live during my senior years? I live a life of love. I live a life of kindness towards others. And I, and I live a life, shall we say, of fruitful labor. That's how I do it, by loving others. Now, friends, I, I want to stress, and I know so many of us are concerned about the deterioration in our culture, in the next generation, younger people, what they're being taught, what they're learning, the, the social media that they are engulfed in, the, the uh, depression that they're facing that comes from that constantly comparing themselves with others on the social media, the, the, the consequences of a life where more and more people are living life without God. And they're not learning this in our, in our uh, schools. They're not learning this in the media. They're, and church life, to be honest, is often just, you know, an hour or two a week now. And so where, how are they learning this? My friends, let me say to you, they might be learning it from you. Maybe you will be a grandparent. Maybe you will think of, of uh, your own seed, shall we say, in the next generations, and the influence you can have on them, and the things you can teach them, the stories you can tell, the experiences you've had. Never discount that, and never think that because you're old that young people don't want to learn from you. They do. And you can have that influence. That can be fruitful labor right in the very generations that come from you. And the same within your neighborhood, the same within your community. Listen, you have so much to offer. You have so much to give. It doesn't mean you have to show up eight hours a day like you were. I realize getting older, you don't have the strength, the energy, and so on. And there, and it is fine to enjoy the fruits of your labor. But never stop giving. Never stop loving. Never stop asking, God, I'm still here on earth. You haven't taken me home yet. What's your purpose for me to live as Christ? I haven't died yet. I don't just want to arrive safely at death. I want to have fruitful labor until my day comes. Now, it might mean you serve at a different post. We're in God's army, and it might mean you're, God gives you a different post now, and, and maybe you're capabilities, your physical or mental strength isn't what it used to be. I understand that. We all go through that. We all experience that in life. It's part of the process and the seasons of life. But never, ever underestimate that you too can live and love during your senior years with, uh, with fruitful labor, serving others, influencing others. Listen, you want to save this culture? I don't know if we'll save the culture, but you can save everyone who matters to you. You can save everyone within your sphere of influence. You can influence them for Jesus, and you can tell them. And listen, don't ever hesitate to say, 
to a younger person to say, listen, I was your age once. I had my whole future in front of me. Now I've lived my life and I look back. Here's what I wish I would have done in your day. Here's what I wish I would have known. Here's the decisions I wish I would have made. Tell them these things. They need to hear them. This is wisdom. You have wisdom. Pass it on. Share with others. Be bold. Don't be afraid. You have earned the right, my friend. You have earned the right to tell younger people what you have learned in life as a result of knowing Christ, following Christ, evaluating your life, considering your ways. Tell them what you learned, what you did that was good. Tell them what you did that you wish you would have done differently. Guide them in life that they won't make the same mistakes you made and they'll make the same right decisions you made. Be bold. And I dare say, find find younger people. Pass that on. When younger people might be in their 50s, they might be in their 20s, they might be teenagers. Talk to them. Don't become discouraged. We need you to have fruitful labor as long as, as long as you're drawing breath, because to live is Christ. To die is gain. Let's pray about it. Oh, Father, I think, I, I think of how we live in a culture, in a world that tells us to work hard, to give our life to our job, to give every, all of our energy to making money so that someday we can just relax and retire and be comfortable and safe and arrive safely at death. I pray, Father, that we as believers would be careful not to be influenced too strongly by those ideas. Help us to work hard and help us, Lord, when our retirement comes to know how to spend that time in fruitful labor because to live as Christ. We pray, Father, I pray for everyone here that it's younger, that you would help us know what goals we should have. We don't want to give the best years of our company just to give our what's left over to you. And yet, Lord, also, if we're at that later stage in life, help us, Father, to have opportunities to influence people who are at an earlier stage of life than we are, and to pass on the wisdom, the understanding, the experience, the Scripture the, that we have learned through the years. Give us boldness and courage to pass that on. Help us, Lord, not to let, like, like you said to Timothy, don't let no one disregard you. Like you said to Titus, let no one disregard you. Father, you told Timothy, let no one look down on his youthfulness. And I pray we let no one look down on our age, but rather we, with all confidence, share the things that you have taught us in life. I pray for this, Lord. I pray that our life would be living for Christ, fruitful labor, right up until our last breath. We ask for this. We do pray for our own children and grandchildren to know you and love you. We pray for the people in our sphere of influence, in our church, in our schools, that we, in our neighborhoods, Lord. How can we affect these people? How can we love these people? How can we have an effect, uh, do something to help them become followers of Jesus Christ? Give us your wisdom. Give us your understanding, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, folks, the, the, the Scripture really does call, call us to be countercultural. It really calls us not to just follow all—I mean, I get so many advertisements about retirement and people just enjoying life. It's, I'm flooded with it at my age. Maybe it's the shows I watch on TV. Maybe it's Google knows everything, I'm, knows everything about me, and they just keep giving me the stuff. 
and I want to be guided by the scripture, and I want you to as well. Your life matters. Your life still matters. You're not just, not time to be on the shelf for you to live as Christ, to die as gain. God bless you. So glad to have you along. If you're new, I welcome you. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel, like like the video, tell your friends, post on your social media, and join us every day because we come here every day to get in the Word of God, whether live, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, or watching later in the day. Or if you can't listen, if you can't watch, then listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom the Preacher. I love you guys. God bless you. I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.